Welcome to episode 70 on Orlando Vacation Radio. I'm Peter Harvey, your host for the evening, and we have got a jam-packed show for you tonight. Uh, the chat room's open. When there already, you've got Annette Kenny, Sue Sutherland, and myself. So why not come and join us? We'd love to have you there. If you don't know how, click the speech bubble on your speaker player, and the chat room will open up. Right, as I said, we've got about an hour and a half show tonight because it's so much to pack in, so you won't hear very much from me whatsoever. We're just going to enjoy all the clips that have been sent in. 
Of course, we started the show with Terry Jacks and Seasons in the Sun. And we're going to carry on the show now with Simone and Paul Robinson. And they're going to be talking about villas. Take it away, guys. Good evening, Orlando Infos owners. This is Simone Robinson here, and I'm here uh, speaking to you tonight with my husband, Paul. Hi, Simone. Thanks for inviting me along. Um, so I thought we'd do a quick little clip for you tonight, just talking about um, the advantages of staying in a villa on your holiday to Orlando compared to staying in a hotel. Um, lots of people prefer to stay in a hotel, maybe on site or in one of the areas such as International Drive. And we know that suits lots of people for lots of very good reasons. Um, but for, any, for anybody who's not stayed in a villa before, we just thought we'd give you a little bit more insight into what that's like. So first of all then, Paul, can you um, share with everybody some of the advantages of staying in a villa? Certainly. Wow, that's a great question. I, um... Everybody has different preferences and, you know, I've done both, stayed in villas, stayed in hotels, stayed in condos um, and, you know, everybody has different views on, on on what suits you best and I think it really is down to what, what suits you best for your trip. Yeah, um, preference. Yeah, but um, what I'll do is I'll talk you through some of the advantages and I may not cover everything and I might not be specific for, for everybody, but these are generic advantages that I believe um are different from staying in a hotel so obviously the first one really is is more space so you know if you're staying in a hotel the likelihood is you're in um, a hotel room there's the room and there's the bathroom you stay in a villa your villa sizes vary from one bed condos up to 10 bed villas so obviously that gives you um a real um feel of space um, so that's obviously the first one, really. It's that... a bit more like a home from home in that sense. It is, yeah. And, and, and I mean, as part of that, then, you really have your own rooms. Um, so say, for example, if you're staying in a four-bedroom villa, then, you know, you've got four bedrooms there. So that can accommodate um, you all in your own space, give you that downtime. Assuming um, you've got the kids with you. Assuming you've got the kids with you. <laughs> um, like, like we always do. <laughs> um, not always. Not always, yeah. Depends if we're on a maintenance trip. Um <laughs> Uh, but, you know, villas are also as well, they, they can be ideal for big families or larger groups. And, and, and as part of that, really, can be, co can be cost effective as well. So, you know, I always think of it as if you're putting a big group of people or a big family in, in one villa, you can split the cost. Um, and, and that can, you know, be, be quite uh, an important factor in your trip to Orlando. Because Absolutely. If you can split that cost... And it works out significantly cheaper than than a hotel. Then that adds a lot more value into whether it's you, with the park tickets you want to choose, the spending money you want to have, the shopping you want to do, etc., etc. Um, you know, the one thing to 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 think about with uh, the the advantage of Orlando as well at the minute is is that um, there is enormous range of villas out there at the moment. So the you know the area is continues to grow. As the as the the parks grow, as the facilities in and around Orlando, the development continues to get greater and greater, and with that, it does bring you a real mix of of, of new developments, 
uh, versus the old developments. So, so really, is a fantastic choice, isn't there now? You're spoiled for choice. So in, uh-huh. in in terms of you know you've got you you can have your basic um, villas right up to your most lavish villas, um, and and you know the choice is is so vast there that. Um, you, you know, it, it probably does need a bit of researching for actually, mm-hmm. in terms of what you're looking for, to actually what you you actually do want as well. And 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 another factor to think about as well that that with villas as well is that you know thinking about where you want your villa to be. So you know, it, it, there's there there is no villas in and around the Walt Disney World as an example. You know, you can't have villas around Universal because that is not an area that's zoned for short term rental. Um, but you can get villas that are only a few miles out of out of Disney, um, versus a few miles versus a little bit further out as well. Maybe ten um, miles. Maybe ten, maybe fifteen, maybe twenty miles. Whatever suits you really. But again, it's down to personal preference for what you're looking for. Are you looking to get? Once you've been in the the parks, you're looking to be far enough out from from the parks to be able to have that bit of downtime, to be able to get away from it all. So again, the choice is there that that you know you've got the opportunity um, all over Orlando, pretty much. You know, most villas have pools. They'll have a splash pool. They'll have spa. Um, some won't have pools. You know, again, depending on what you're looking for. Um, you know, there's there's a vast array of 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 you know options out there you know and i've stayed in i've stayed in villas with with pools spas splash pools and i've also stayed in villas with with, with no pool um, it, it's got to be said though the pool is a definite draw for most families isn't it it's it's one thing they really look forward to having their own pool uh being able to keep an eye on their little ones in their own space and have lots of fun splashing around absolutely it's usually the first thing that that people do ask you know, how, do you have a pool um, and you know it's the thing that we look forward to. I think if you're in a hotel, you also look for what does the pool look like or the pool size look like. So that you know, absolutely great to have the, your own. It, it is great to have your own. You know, some villas uh, provide other activities for kids, um, such as games rooms, you know, consoles, toys. You know, just basically other activities for for the kids to be able to do. So that's and always... that's that's going to vary from villa to villa, isn't it? So it's always best to check out the details as to what's provided in your actual villa. Yeah, absolutely. Remember your self-catering living, okay? So, you know, that you, you you are in a in a home where you are going to fend for yourself, cooking indoors, maybe if barbecuing, cook, maybe barbecuing outside. But you've got the facilities there yeah. to cook. You know, et cetera. Um, you know, thing to remember is there's no maid to make up your room every day. So it's another thing that actually, you know... Well, you've got a maid to make up your room abs- every day. Well, you, well absolutely, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you've, got a ma- you've got a maintenance man here as well to do all the jobs. Um, so, um, you know, the thing... The, I don't do any cooking on holiday, though, no. even though we've got a full kitchen. Exactly. Um, but again, a, a good thing to, to remember that, though, that, you, you know, it's about how you look after your home and whilst you're there. You, you really want to treat it like your home from home. Um, you know, as as many people do. And again, I, I think that really can be an advantage for families, particularly if you've got little ones. Sometimes it can get really overwhelming with long days in the parks or if you're there at a particularly hot time of year. It can be really nice just to have a space to go back to where you can all relax, have that downtime, maybe not, you know, not feel like you've got to go out and about. You can maybe get a takeaway in. If you really want to cook, you can cook. Um, and just kind of treat it as you would at home if if that means getting the kids to bed early on a night 
um, because they need to catch up on some sleep, then you can do that, but still not feel like you as the parents, the adults, can't kind of have a bit of an enjoyable and relaxing time and maybe have a few drinks while, you know, the, the children are safely in bed. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing to, to, to remember as part of that is that eating in the home can also keep the cost down versus the restaurants. You know, depending where you eat, depending on what you eat, etc. That's also an option there. Brilliant, brilliant for breakfast, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So the other thing to think about as well with uh, the other advantage is that, you know, you're, you're, other than your clothes, you know, everything's pretty much provided in the, in the villa. So towels, you know, beach towels. You need um, to take your toiletries. You know, and yeah, you need to take your toiletries, <laughs> um, unless you leave them there like we do. But, you know, the, the, the other thing to, to think about is that, you know, it is a home from home, so it does come with, with absolutely everything. Um, as I described earlier, most parks are out, out, out of the way a little bit, but it is a great opportunity to be able to, to unwind after a, a busy day. And, you know, it's something that we certainly enjoy of, of getting away from the hustle and bustle, of the parks and the traffic in and around the areas um, to be able to really get home and, you know, unwind, enjoy the sunsets, you know, enjoy a bit of, you know, evening, evening sun, etc. So splashing in the pool in absolutely, the absolutely. Cer- well, certainly different to just being confined to one hotel room that's not quite as relaxing. That's right. The other thing to remember as well is that a lot of villas now these days also come with, with great communal facilities as well. So, you know, you get a lot of uh, developments now that are gated community, 24-hour security, um, you know, big cu- uh, communal clubhouse that will have an outdoor pool, spa, gym, gym, you know, some table tennis, beach volleyball, basketball, children's play, children's play area. All these things that, again, can be just something different from what, from what you maybe get elsewhere. I mean, look, the, 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 the big advantage with, with villas for me is that, you know, you can choose where you want to stay. And, and you know, I think the, the market is so vast now with, with properties out there. Uh, for me, there's no need anymore to do allocation on arrival trips. Mm-hmm. You know, you can actually look at the place where you want to stay, view the rooms, look at the sizes of the rooms. You know, many villas now have video tours, um, or 360 uh, viewing platforms mm-hmm. that you can absolutely see where you are going to be, what you're what you're walking into, um, and again that creates that bit of excitement and buzz ahead of your trip, um, rather than you thinking you know when I go into if I'm staying at one of the Walt Disney World hotels I don't even know what room number I'm staying in I don't even know what the room's going to look like is the room going to be tired is it not going to be tired that's the real benefit for me these days that you can really shop around and get the best villa get the best location size etc for what you want i think that's um a really good point um and i guess it helps you consider what are your um personal um important factors um so for example if you would like to have themed bedrooms for your children then you'll find lots and lots of villas now online that might have say harry potter themed bedrooms or disney themed rooms so again you really can even tailor um, the, the villa to specifically what you want and what will work best for your family so really great from that point of view so thank, thanks for those advantages Paul but what, what about downsides there's got to be some downsides to staying in a villa as well yeah, I, there there is, and and again, it, it's personal preference. I mean, for me, I don't really see any downsides for staying in a villa because I, I prefer to do that than staying in hotels. But again, some people will see some downsides to 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 what that could look like, and and I probably you know I'll call out a few in in there now that 
you know, most villas are a little bit away from the parks. Um, and, you know, sometimes not everybody wants to be too far out. You know, a lot of villas do mean that you do need a car. Mm -hmm. um, and again, I know not everybody wants to be able to do the car option. Um, okay. Obviously, there is <clears throat> Ubers, there is Lyfts, etc. available, and, and they cover all areas as well. Um, but, you know, that obviously can be the, the, the first one is that, you know, first the first question is, do you want to drive? If you want to drive, do you need a car? You know, how far out are you going to be? Are you going to go with the the Uber or the Lyft option? Remember, the Uber and Lyft options can cost you a little bit more money. If, if you're further out and it just doesn't give you that same flexibility, does it? I, I also get asked a lot of questions around how close are villas to restaurants and bars and am I in walking distance to, to restaurants and bars? And again... It's it's location specific. Some places you will be able to walk to restaurants and bars, you know. But my Not experience many. is that in in most cases you you will need a car to be able to drive um, to to those places. Or use, um, or, use or, or use taxi, etc. What you'll find out there is there's no real public transport, so there's no buses um, available like what you'll see driving around the Disney area. You'll see the buses. You don't really see that in and, and around area, other results. areas. Um, <clears throat> Some resorts, as I say, they'll they'll, they'll feel a, a bit further out, and and because they're not on site, it does also mean that you know when you've finished the day, if you're wanting to spend a little bit more time around around that area, with the option of being able to go back in to the resorts again, you don't always have that that option depending it's not, not quite as convenient on where you are. Like I touched on earlier, really, there's no maids to make your room. There's no room service. There's no reception to call if you if you you need to speak to anyone, but all all villas have a um, property manager that does look after the home, um, and if you've got a good property manager over there, you know they'll take great care of the home, and they'll also be be on call should you need anything if there's any emergencies or any if there's any questions urgent. that you have around what to to do within the home etc usually find some sort of villa pack in the villa, won't you? That's got all the contact details. Absolutely, there. yeah. Absolutely. And and the other thing to remember as well is that, you know, when you, you, you're booking your villa, um, if it's the first time doing villa versus hotels, you know, there's no dining plans here. There's, um, you know, there's no booking fast passes ahead of, ahead of everybody days. else. There's no re restaurant reservations here. So again, if you if you are you used still make to restaurant reservations, well, you can do. But if you not if you are not in a Walt Disney World hotel, then you you're can't do it in, in 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 advance like what, what everyone else does. And I think that's another thing to factor in that you know if you're used to doing that, and then all of a sudden you're not, you need to do factor that into into your stay. And 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 the other thing that you know as well, the difference between a villa and a hotel is it it might not might not live up to your expectations. You know, I think if you're used to staying in a hotel. And all of a sudden, staying in a villa, you might not like the distance from the parks. You might not like that 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 space that you've got. It just might not might not suit you. Um, but that's again everybody's choice, and and I suppose that's the difference of of trying the two. And and the other thing I'd say with just on the the, the finishing off really with with all this is that um, you know like I said before, there's such a vast array of villas available out there. You know, you know I do recommend that you use such a page like uh, the licensed Orlando Villas page, which is featured uh, on the Orlando Info Zone and um, it's Orlando time. it's Orlando time as well um, pages um, to support you really for finding your verified villa you know that these are genuine you know the genuine owners they'll be able to help you with um, any question you've got and like i said you will be able to see 
and, and choose what you want ahead of your stay. Well, thank you very much for sharing your insights with us, Paul. It's much appreciated and I uh, hope that's been of um, help to some people who perhaps may not have considered a villa before. So thank you and that's we'll great. see you again soon. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Oh, thank you very, very much to Simone and Paul Robinson for that great rundown on Villas. Uh, lots of great information in there that I'm sure we can all make use of at some stage. It was a bit strange hearing uh, Simone and Paul being slightly sensible. Yeah, and no Ray-Ban as well, but I am assured he will be back. Right, I think it's time for a little bit more music. How many of you cannot sing along to this one? Mana mana I bet you're all singing it. Star Wars A Galaxy Far, Far Away, the stage show, have just announced that their final show will take place on February 22nd. A quick list of forthcoming attractions are Tron Light Cycle Run opens 2021, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, Summer 2020, Space 220 opens Winter 2020, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind opens 2021, as does Moana Journey of Water. Epcot Forever concludes its limited run in May 20, then Harmonious debuts in the same month. This will be one of the largest nighttime spectacular shows ever created by Disney. Over at the Magic Kingdom, Disney's Villains After Hours Party 
started this week. This is a separate ticketed nighttime event for three hours after the park closes, where you can gain entry at 7 pm. Their schedule is 9 pm till 12 pm on the following dates, February the 21st and March the 6th, and 10 pm to 1 am on February the 14th and 28th. In March, it's the 11th, 18th, and 27th. April is 3rd, 10th, 17th, and the 24th. May is the 1st, 8th, 14th, 22nd, and 29th. June will be 5th, 12th, 19th, 26th, and 29th. July will be 6th and the 10th. Tickets can be bought in advance, and they are $145 plus tax. Also, anyone visiting the Magic Kingdom in March can now take advantage of extended park hours and extra magic hours in the park. Star Wars A Galactic Star Cruiser opens 2021 with reservations this later this year. This is a two-day, two-night vacation with more details to follow. Down at Disney Springs, Cirque du Soleil debuts with a new show on April the 17th, with previews beginning March the 20th. At Universal, SeaWorld and Busch Gardens, they have no further updates this week. Away from the parks, Icon, home to the Wheel, Orlando Starflower and other attractions, will gain two gigantic thrills for 2020. These being the Orlando Slingshot, catapulting you 450 feet into the air, and the Orlando Gyro Drop Tower, which will rocket you 400 feet up before sending you back down in a free fall with speeds reaching 75 miles per hour. When completed, these will be the tallest attractions of their kind in the world. While Florida now have a drive through safari which has just opened, and in spring 2020, you'll be able to ride a world-class zip line through the Animal Park and see the real side of Florida and the wild away. Gatorland, the alligator capital of the world, have also got their new stomping gator off-road adventure, which opened six weeks ago, adding to their growing park. Check out their website for further details. Finally, for any soccer football lovers out there, Orlando City start their MLS campaign with a home game on February 29th at 6pm. As always, we hope this has been of some help for all of you planning your holidays. Until next time. There's a place for vacationers who seek more than just a little time off. The ones who choose to go big or stay home. Go with me now. Where every amazing, despicable, wizarding adventure reveals moments that are truly epic. This place is made for those who do more than just vacation. It's made for those who vacation like they mean it. Universal Orlando Resort. Oh, yes, Universal Orlando. We all love it. I want to say a big thank you to Lewis Smith for the weekly park news. Brilliant, as always. And we look forward to your next one. Right, coming up now, we have Sexy Weather Girl, Sue Sutherland, bringing us the weather. Good evening, all. Sue Sutherland here with your weather forecast. For this show, the 13th of February. Wow, February already, guys. Um, we're going to start with Friday the 14th. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Hope you're all doing something nice, even if it's not romantic, as long as it's nice. Anyway, through the day, we've got 22 degrees with a real feel of 23 degrees. It's going to be mainly cloudy and cooler with a shower or thunderstorm in the area. At night, we've got... 14 degrees with a real feel of 12 degrees, an evening shower otherwise turning out clear. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 55% cloud cover. Saturday the 15th, 
we've got 24 degrees with a real feel of 23 degrees. Sunshine and some clouds with a couple, a couple of showers. 1.9 millimetres of rainfall and 40% cloud cover. At night, we've got 15 degrees with a real feel of 15 degrees. Zero percent millimetres, sorry, zero millimetres of rainfall and 8% cloud cover, which means tonight's the night to go out and look at those beautiful stars. On Sunday the 16th, we have got 26 degrees with a real feel of 27 degrees. It's getting up there. Mostly cloudy, zero millimetres of rainfall and 22% cloud cover. At night, we've got 14 degrees with a real feel of 13 degrees, mostly cloudy. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 79% cloud cover. So I hope you saw those stars last night. Monday the 17th, 26 degrees with a real feel of 26 degrees. Partly sunny, zero millimetres of rainfall and 43% cloud cover. At night, we've got 16 degrees with a real feel of 15 degrees and it's going to be partly cloudy. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 32% cloud cover. Tuesday the 18th, whoa guys, 30 degrees with a real feel of 30 degrees. Very warm and plenty of sunshine. Now we're talking. And we've got zero millimetres of rainfall and 5% cloud cover. At night, 16 degrees with a real feel of 17 degrees and it's going to be clear. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 8% cloud cover. So you might see those stars again. On Wednesday the 19th, 29 degrees with a real feel of 30 degrees. Partly sunny and very warm. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 37% cloud cover. At night we've got 16 degrees with a real feel of 16 degrees. Partly cloudy with a shower in spots later. 0.3 millimetres of rainfall and 38% cloud cover. That's a little tiny bit of rainfall to record, isn't it? Anyway, Thursday the 20th, we've got 28 degrees with a real feel of 28 degrees and it's going to be overcast. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 77% cloud cover. At night, we've got 15 degrees with a real feel of 14 degrees. It's going to be overcast with a little rain. Later on, one millimetres of rainfall and 93% cloud cover. I'm laughing at myself saying one millimetre of meters, <laughs> one millimetre of rainfall. Um, sorry, I'm a bit distracted today, but I decided to put on Disney music in the background and all I want to do is sing to it. So I'm all distracted. Maybe that was a bad idea. Right, I'll hand you back to Peter and I'll catch up with you next week. But as usual, I'm Sue and I love Mickey Mouse. Oh, thank you, Sue. Ah. Stop. You weren't meant to come on. I forgot to put it on auto, DJ. Right, thank you, Sue, for the weather. Great as always. Uh, even with a little bit of Adina Menzel in the background, letting it go. I've got to try it, haven't I? Alexa, play It's a Small World.
So, you want to hear more about our Disney Resort hotels? Well, you came to the right place. You won't believe all the magical benefits you get. With more than 20 fun hotels, you get to pick your theme. You'll find the one that's perfect for your perfect Disney dream. We'll get you so excited that you'll never want to leave. The list of things to see and do is too much to believe. It's true. When you're staying at a Disney Resort hotel, the fun never ends. There are water sports, all kinds and sorts that fill the seven seas. Restaurants for bon vivants, such fine amenities. Since your resort hotel can be so near a Disney park, you could play all day with Mickey and see fireworks at dark. You want to spend even more time in a Disney theme park? Well, listen to this. Stay right here with us and then you'll get some magic powers. Extra time inside the parks, we call it extra magic hours. These extra magic hours happen every single day. It's all complimentary and extra thank you for your stay. Hey, check this out. It's called a magic band. Another cool perk you get when you stay in a Disney Resort hotel. We'll give you each a magic band, wear it on your favorite hand. Having up the fun when you're on the run, your magic band will get it done. Just pick the color best for you. Orange, yellow, green, and blue. You can open up your door, use it at a store. You think that's cool, just wait, there's more. That's right. You can even use your magic band at our Fast Pass Plus locations. What's Fast Pass Plus, you ask? Come on, I'll show you. As a guest of a Disney Resort hotel, you get first access to FastPass Plus service up to 60 full days before you check in. Flying into Orlando Airport? Then you get to experience Disney's Magical Express service. We can pick you up with our airport bus. Drop your bags and you at your doorstep. Plus, with the drive off your mind, leave your worries behind. Transportation, it's on us. Even after you get here, take a monorail or a boat or bus. There's no fee, no charge. There's no mess, no fuss. With the drive off your mind, leave your worries behind. Transportation, it's on us. So we're all set. We hope you'll be joining us soon at a beautiful Walt Disney World Resort Hotel. Zippity doo dah, come down and play. We've got magic every night, every day. Plenty of fun times heading your way. Yes, you're gonna love this. Nothing beats a Disney Resort Hotel. It's a wonderful stay. Oh, yes, I still love that advert. Okay, Google. Play It's a Small World. <laughs> Let's listen to Sue, Gillian, and Susan. Sue Sutherland here, and I'm joined today with a couple of admin. I've got Susan Garden and Gillian Newman with me. I'll hand you over to Gillian, and she'll say hello. Hi guys, I'm Gillian. I'm from the Orlando Infozone Eats and Treats page where we talk about all of our loves for food and everything to do with food in Orlando. And over to Susan. 
Hi guys, it's Susan. So I'm admin on the main Orlando Page Plus. I'm admin on the Fun and Fitness group. At the moment, though, I'm more fun than fitness, but I'll get there. <laughs> and I might as well tell you who I'm admin for as well. So I'm an admin on the main page, the Orlando Info Zone. I'm on the admin for the disability page as well. Um, the disability and ASN group and also the love page which is the licensed Orlando board um, for all your villa needs we're just going to chat to you tonight a little bit about our favourite things about Orlando um, I'll hand you over to Gillian and she can start it off for us so I think for me my best memory of Orlando was that you fly in you come down, they open them doors, and you first get that smell. Oh, That's yeah. when I know I'm home. I'm in my happy place. I'm going to have a good time. It doesn't matter what the weather does to me. I don't care one way or another. But when I get that smell, and I'm getting off that plane, for me, that just makes me happy. I, that, I can just literally live in that smell. It would be amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And if the customs queue is short, that too is a good feeling. Well, yeah, yeah that's that is, a good feeling. Actually, that's part of the holiday. You know, you just chat to people or I do anyway because I'm a bit of a chatterbox I chat to people <laughs> around me ask if it's their first time how many times they've been ask them if they're on the groups tell them to join you know <laughs> yeah, a good bit plan. of group plugging there Gillian I like it <laughs> <laughs> well that's brilliant what, what about you guys what's that first thing that you know you're when you know you're there yeah um I suppose kind of like again like yourself when you land and, and the thingy but I think when you see that flag and you, you know, you're through and you, you're, you've been through, now you're almost ready to go and get your car and you see that flag on the wall, that's a pretty, pretty amazing sight, isn't it? Yeah, that is, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I How still think you? the customs queue, once I'm through that, I'm on my holidays, once they actually allow me into the country, I literally run, <laughs> run to get my <laughs> luggage and then we're off in the car and off we go. Do you stay in hotels or villas? For us, we, we kind of do a bit of both. We have done villas, um, but also try and do like a couple of nights stay at Universal just so that we can get, you know, the um, passes, the, the express passes. Um, but villas are great because you've got so much space. Three teenagers, plenty of room to kind of branch out and not get under each other's feet. But yeah, a bit of both really for us. Yeah. What about you, Sue? I'm a villa fan. Um I think it's just even though even though the laugh of it is there's only the two of us nowadays, um, I just think it's so homely and it's just so nice and it's I, I do think it does. It's not good for the end of the holiday to be honest with you because you really do feel like you're at home and you don't mm -hmm. want to leave. Definitely. <laughs> it make I think it makes it worse. You know when you've been in a hotel room for fourteen nights and you, you need home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need a second yeah. toilet now. <laughs> you know you really are wanting to get your own home and back to normality well you don't have that problem in a villa because there's so much space and so much comfort you could just that's it I'm not going do you think anyone will blame me if I didn't get on the plane and you know <laughs> things like that <laughs> even when the housekeepers are sitting outside waiting to chase out of that villa to get into clean <laughs> yeah probably charging me for a late departure i know that's always a bit stressful when you see them sitting outside their car at 10 to 10 <laughs> and you're throwing everything in your suitcase to get out the door well, I know, that's a nice what one. about you julian what do uh, you do we're always hotel 
because yeah. it's just the three of us a hotel is really easy for us um and because of the job I do because I'm in that kind of industry mm-hmm. for me it's nice to go and actually be looked after as opposed to be looking after somebody which is what I do every day in my everyday life so of course yeah you know, it's nice to be that person who's getting looked after you know because as, as a manager of a, a an inn where you're you know, I mean, we don't have we only have fourteen bedrooms, but you're still constantly trying to make sure that everybody's all right and the rooms are okay, and you know you're checking them every day and you're doing all that. So to have somebody else have that, then you can just come in and sit down and put your feet up. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And John can wait on you, hand and foot. To be fair, John does a lot for me. I can't really complain. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you can. He won't know, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he'll maybe be listening. He better be listening. <laughs> yeah. So, first day traditions. What do we all do on our first day? Sue, you go for it. What do you do? All right. Well, I'm, I'm a Magic Kingdom kind of. I don't do anything on the day we arrive. Normally, because I'm absolutely exhausted and shattered from the journey, I just like to get to the villa, unpack, relax. I have seen us nip out for a few um, essentials, you know, beer Alcohol. and wine. Yeah. Alcohol. <laughs> Good yeah, show. Yeah. Toast and uh, peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, peanut butter and jelly, not toast. I actually just buy bread and then turn it into toast in the morning. Um, yeah, so, and then on the first day, we actually got the, the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I like to be up bright and early, as you are anyway, but can up bright and early and knocking on that door to get in, in the gates for the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, what about you guys? Yeah, Gillian. So for me, it's my first day is always SeaWorld, and I absolutely love it. It's a very chill day. It's a very easy day. You wander around. I mean, you can you can do the park in probably half a day if you really wanted to. But that's what I love about yeah. it. We literally just we spend time looking at the animals. I like to talk to the if there's any of the keepers around. I like to talk to them and find out what's going on. And i just for me, it's just a relaxing first day. It's not a heavy first day. It's not a run around first day. It's a Let's get into this. Feels first. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think we did meet you there on your first day last yes. year, and we were soaked after being on Infinity Falls. <laughs> like literally, we were drowned after being on Infinity Falls. I'm sure I remember that. New clothes. Yes, I did buy new clothes. I'm sorry, I could not squelch anymore. Any excuse? <laughs> yeah, any excuse to buy a new outfit. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. Well, for us, it's again like Sue definitely always magic kingdom the first night last year we arrived um around i think it was 3 p.m so we went to epcot and met our friends there at night and that was really good um and then again first day magic kingdom um just you can't beat it when you see that castle on the ferry boat across mm. just this magical start to our holiday definitely yeah, yeah. for sure yeah so you're just in a bit epcot there left or right Ooh, around the lagoon well, no, I always, I always used to go left because it was clockwise, and I don't know why we changed. I don't, I don't remember. And now I go right, and we go Canada first, and then round that way. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. But when the kids were little, we always, always maybe it's because we were that way at the side, you know, when we came in. We yeah. Were close at that side. I'm not sure. I'll have to ask uh, Ian why we, why we always used to go left, and now suddenly we go right, right, yeah. right. We just head for Soarin'. That's usually our first fast pass. We'll always like to do that first and then have a wee walk around the world and then back to bed to restart <laughs> for the next day for Magic Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Things, I think with Epcot, there's so much. I know we noticed this last year. 
that so much was kind of fenced off and boarded off. Yeah. So it was kind of a weird way to go in last year. So we'll see what, what it's like this year. Hopefully yeah. it'll, uh, well, I think it'll still be, a lot of it will be boarded still until next year, but hopefully it'll start to be taken. Yeah. Do we know, do we know the plans? What are the plans for Epcot? I'm not very clued up when it comes to well, I think why it's boarded. Well, um, entrance, which is why it's all boarded up at the moment. At the yeah, end. the front. Yeah, I think they're building up the new entrance and everything, and then um, uh, the, there's obviously the new rides and everything that will be opening. And I, I think everything will be done, and um, a lot of the parks are actually getting their new entrances done ready for their 50th anniversary next year, so that'll be exciting. I suppose we better go, but, you know, just because <laughs> of that. I think we will force ourselves to go we'll back. We'll force ourselves, yeah. We'll force Make your arm. So what's your guys' favourite park then? What would you oh. say, Sue, is your favourite? I always would say that the Magic Kingdom, but as, as as I've got older and the kids are, are now not coming with us, I think can we enjoy um, Epcot a bit more, you know? Um, I think I could actually... Just now, while it's so crazy at Hollywood Studios, it's just so busy, and that's kind of scary for me. Been been not very mobile. That's quite scary for me. I can't I can't handle that. I can't get around very easily, and um, yeah. because of that, that makes that park quite difficult for me at the moment. Mm-hmm. Well, I would quite happily leave that for a couple of years <laughs> until yeah. it calms down. I mean, we have been we have been doing it, and we went and did Slinky Dog and. That was absolutely fantastic, and oh. I would keep going, but just now with the whole boarding pass and that, yeah, oh, it just looks absolutely crazy, and I, I just I'm thinking, mm, we'll see, I'll I'll re- reserve judgment. But yeah. I do like um, Animal Kingdom as well, but it's always so hot there, isn't it? Even it's when it's got its own hot, climate, I think Animal really Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the humidity is always really bad in there as well. It doesn't matter what time of year you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's definitely the hottest park. Mm-hmm. It's actually mm-hmm. bizarre how it literally is so warm there. I've it never quite weird. understood that. But I think it could just be all the trees and all the bushes. and Yeah, possibly, yeah. yeah. Tropical. Com- <laughs> completely tropical. <laughs> what about you, Gillian, your favourite park? Um, it's Universal Studios for me. Yeah, yeah. we knew that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big Universal fan. I've always been in... You know, I, I don't do big coasters, but I absolutely love Universal. And John will go on the big coasters, and I just sit there and love watching the people go by. People watch. Yeah, I think it's You can't beat people year. watching. No, you can't. It's so lovely to see, we don't have kids, but it's so lovely to see the kids' excitement. Yeah, See when you're sitting there and the kids are just so excited, and you think, we took my nephew a couple of years ago, and his face, everywhere we went round, it was, you know, that in awe of everything. Yeah. And you just yeah. can't beat it. Definitely. Yeah, it's definitely universal. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I'd say Universal's definitely grown on us because we, we got our annual passes last year and my kids love all the big rides. Um, my husband Mark will go on them too. I'm not as keen. I'm getting a wee bit better. Some of the bigger water rides, the mummy, certainly not the Hulk, but I'll go <laughs> and I will... I will be tempted to go on a lot more rides. But again, it's just people watching and I love seeing what people are wearing, what they're eating. I know Becky would love that I like to see what people are eating. <laughs> but definitely it's um yeah, Universal Islands of Adventure. I think for my kids, they much prefer that over Disney, whereas I'm the Disney geek in the family. Um Hollywood Studios last year was just amazing. Slinky Dog was 
fantastic. It really um, is. I went on it after a few drinks in Ogre's Cantina, <laughs> and it was a bit scary, I would say, um, but definitely really good. And all the Star Wars, obviously, is just amazing. Yeah. It's only going to get better and better. Well, we haven't been to Disney for a few years, but um, our friends took us to Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios last year, so I went on FOP for the first time, and oh yeah, I thought, it's never going to be as good as the hype. Everybody, you know, just can't yeah. be on it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was absolutely amazed. It's re- it really is, amazing. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I'm really scared of heights. And as yeah. you go again, they, they tell you about 752 times. If you're scared yeah. of heights, go and do this ride. If you're scared of heights, <laughs> and I was like, I can't do it. And I went up to the woman and I was like, I can't do this. I'm really scared of heights. And she was like, honestly, you'll be fine. We just have to tell you that. Just try it. I was like, oh, my goodness. Oh, no. <laughs> if you don't like it, close your eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's what you said. <laughs> It's just the motion sickness for me. I just was so sick after being on that ride. But I think I might try it again and take travel sick tablets because I have done that on other rides and really enjoyed them. But yeah, yeah I had to literally close my eyes and I, it was an enjoyable experience. But I could see how amazing it would be if I wasn't so sick. Now, see, it's yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. It's... I can't be sodden because of it. I, I do get a bit queasy on Soren, but if I take the travel sick pills, I certainly feel better. Same with um, Star Tours. That's another one that I can get quite sick. Or the Simpsons ride. Again, yes, that's another yeah. really bad motion it's sickness. Uh, is it mm-hmm. in Canada, in, at Epcot, where they've got the big round cinema that goes all the way around you, the 360 cinema? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes me the same. Yeah. It's yeah, just kind quite, of plays with your mind. Good, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. It makes you feel or what, what are the two rides the the two rides that they've got is it the orange or the green one and oh, one of them yes Epcot. Yeah. and one of them's worse than the other orange, i haven't been on orange it is the one that was spin the, the green spin. one doesn't spin mm. yeah yeah i've never been on them now. and i best yeah. not to go on them better to keep away <laughs> from i'm not a spinny spinny no, person i could do the teacups character. that's probably about <laughs> it like you see i get motion sick on the teacup <laughs> <laughs> is that weird <laughs> We'll yeah. probably be talking about coasters and things in because you know all of us are just like that mm, makes it a wee bit funny. <laughs> <laughs> so what talking about coasters, what's your favourite ride then in any of the parks? Okay, well, um I'm gonna give you your five minute countdown for the end of this clip because we'll get shouted with that for Peter if we go over. <gasps> oh no. And um I'm gonna say that it, I'm sticking to although I love Slinky Feet and um Flight of Passage, I love them all, but I'm going to stick with Big Thunder Mountain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in the Magic Kingdom. I just yeah, love that ride. I don't do anything that goes upside down, just so we're clear. So <laughs> I don't do anything that goes upside down, so I'm not comparing any of those. <laughs> I've never been on an upside down ride. Oh, have you not? I, no, I don't know. If I, oh, no. I'll maybe, I'll maybe try this year. We'll wait and see. I'll put my big girl pants on and I'll maybe just go for it this year. Yeah. Why not? Do it once. What's it? Yeah, what yeah. about you, Julian? What's your favourite? Well, I'm not a big coaster fan, so I'm all about the wet rides. So for me, yeah. it was Infinity Falls. Oh, yeah. yeah. I absolutely loved it. It was amazing. Fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think yeah. the way they've done it is just phenomenal. And, you know, yeah, I just, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Pluto's barges and... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Love that one. Yeah. yeah, John and I did it um, 12 times in a row one night. <laughs> the staff were all laughing at us they're like are you two still on this yeah yes all right on you go <laughs> did they let you stay on you didn't have yeah. to keep getting off no 
if there's no cues, they're really yeah. good at letting you yeah. stay on, aren't Absolutely. they? Absolutely. Well, we did Ripsaw Falls. I say Ripsaw Falls. I did that, finally put up the courage, and we went on it again. We were the same over and over. Absolutely yes. loved it. But when you're teetering at the top of that drop, I just thought, oh, my gosh, what have I done? <laughs> um, and then luckily, as you think, oh, I can't handle this, it stops. <laughs> so, yeah. Definitely the best. Best mm -hmm. ride, yeah, water rides. I'm with you on that, Julian, definitely. So what's yeah. your favourite roller coaster, Lynn? Oh, mine. I like Thunder Mountain. I would say, out of all mine, Thunder Mountain's the best. Good, Seven Dwarfs is good, but I think Thunder Mountain's got the edge on Seven Dwarfs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, like the, seven. I, I did like Seven Dwarfs, but yeah. In the dark, Seven Dwarfs in the dark oh, is really good. I yeah. Dark, well, I think we better say goodbyes because we're on 17 minutes. <gasps> James, so, um, us women can talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then you knew that. That's why he restricted us to 20 <laughs> That's minutes. why he gave us his job. <laughs> <laughs> but right out, I will say goodbye and then I'll let the other two say goodbye and then I'll stop it. All right. So it's goodbye from me. And remember, Sue loves Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> and it's goodbye from me. And I love everything Orlando, to be honest. And goodbye from me. And I'll just agree with the other girls. <laughs> Oh, thank you, ladies. That was brilliant. Uh, I do hope you get together and give us more clips like that. It's great to hear people chatting and, you know, just relaxing, talking about Orlando. It it's, uh, gives you lots of information as well as lets you sit back and feel like you're part of it. Right, I think it's time for another sing-along, don't you? All right, Sue, Gillian and Susan reminded me of this one. Uh, <laughs> you're going to sing it anyway. You know you're going to sing it. Do you think you know what it is? Wrong! I drove my tractor through your haystack last night. I threw me pitchfork at your dog to keep quiet. Now someone's telling me that you might in me. Come on now, let's get together in perfect harmony. I 
wouldn't we grand couple let that last Wurzel dance? Oh, you wore brand new gaiters and McCarty right pants. In your new Sunday dress, with your perfume smelling grand. We had her for us, took in a sold in end. Now I ain't got a brand new combine harvester, and I'll give you the key. I bet you sung it a little bit. James McDougall said, really, Harper? Yeah, well, it was a case of I pick a few funny songs or because it's Valentine's Day tomorrow, it it could have been all lovey-dovey songs. And yeah, funny songs won. For those who are happily married or in a strong, long-lasting relationship, have a great Valentine's Day tomorrow. Right, enough of that slop. Right, we've got coming up Mr. Timmy Tin Tinsley. He's not with us this week because he's working away and he sent his clip in anyway. Good old Timbo. He's going to talk about the Hulk. Good evening now, Orlando Vacationeers. Well, after Mandy's excellent tenorated review of the Hulk rollercoaster last week, here are a few more facts about it for you. Firstly, I do agree with Mandy. It's an excellent roller coaster and very much a fan favourite. However, it achieves this by being a good all-rounder, but not necessarily being the biggest, baddest, scariest of all roller coasters. In a game of roller coaster top trumps, it would be a good card to hold, but would not win everything. For example, it's not the highest, it's not the fastest, it's not the longest, doesn't have the highest G, and it's not the steepest. The Incredible Hulk Coaster is a launch roller coaster located at Universal's Islands of Adventure. It was manufactured by the Swiss firm, and I'm not going to get this right, Bollinger and Malabard, something like that anyway, B&M, let's keep it that, who have made most of the best Orlando roller coasters. It is themed after Marvel's Hulk and open to the public on May the 28th, 1999. Universal gave it a major refurbish that included an updated line queue, a modified theme, new sections of track and new trains that feature onboard audio. And it reopened to the public on August the 4th, 2016, after closing on September the 8th, 2015. It is the first B&M coaster themed to a Marvel Comics superhero character and the first to feature a launch type design. This lift accelerates the train up to 40 miles per hour, 64 kilometers per hour in new money, in approximately two seconds and eventually reaches a maximum speed of 67 miles per hour. B&M, after experimenting with lots of different concepts, in the end chose a drive tire system. This uses 230 electric motors to power a set of tires that pinch the train's underside to provide the propulsion. It is very effective and has been used on a number of coasters since, but has only recently been surpassed by the use of linear synchronous motors. A bit of trivia for you, the system requires a colossal 8 megawatts of power to launch a train, 
So Universal built several customized motor generator sets that had large flywheels. Without these stored energy units, they would have had to build a whole substation and risk browning out the local energy grid with every launch. Mind, based on Mandy's review, browning out is still a risk. The Hulk is a sitting coaster. The 3,670-foot-long 3, ride features seven inversions, making it joint top alongside Kraken, Cumber, and Montu. The inversions include a zero-G roll, a Cobra roll, two vertical loops, and two corkscrews. The ride features a maximum height of 110 feet and a first drop stretching 105 feet. The ride also features two subterranean dives, is partly built over water and is illuminated green at night, making it especially photogenic. Riders reach a top speed of 67 miles per hour on the two and a quarter minute ride, pulling 4G, and that's one less than on the rock and roller coaster. Each of the Hulk's trains features eight cars which seat riders four abreast, giving each train a maximum capacity of 32 riders. And this ride configuration allows the ride to achieve a theoretical hourly capacity of 1,920 riders per hour. The updated theming is very good and immersive, starting from the moment you enter the line. With the queue experience placing guests inside a perilous scientific experiment with pretty intense visual and sound effects which really build the anticipation. Here's another bit of trivia for you. The entrance features a statue of Hulk holding one of the ride vehicles over his head and the arching track that passing over him. These arching coaster tracks come from the original Hulk roller coaster track. As I said earlier, a great coaster that's well worth giving a go. Tim out. Oh, thank you, Tim, for that rundown on the Hulk. I must admit, it's one of my favourites. Love the Hulk. Absolutely love it. Right, coming up, we're going to have another song. And this one reminded me of James McDougaloogaloogaloogaloogaloogaloogaloogaloogaloogaloogaloogaloogaloogaloogaloogaloogaloogaloogaloogaloogaloogaloogaloogaloogaloogaloogaloogaloogaloogaloogaloogalooga
bum, kick it bum, gee, the boy would be good. I know how nice it could be with just a little give or take. La 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 be just like that give and oh, you feel the rhythm and we'll groove and dance up to planet of the apes. Do, do, do the funky give Buy me a bunch of blue gibbons to tie up my bonnie brown. Funky gibbon. Good evening, everyone. Okay, let's get started. Road trip! Time to go back on the SUV again and carry on. This time we are leaving Orlando in the sun direction, heading for Miami and the uh, Florida Keys. There are three main routes used and they are the I-95, no tolls, US-27, no tolls, and the Florida Turnpike, and they have tolls. There are a few other routes that have no tolls that take a bit longer, but I have no desire to shave my head and learn to play the banjo using them, to be honest. A very important point to note, peeps. There are no toll plazas on the turnpike and a few others nearer the Miami area. So you will need a visitor's toll pass, sun pass or prepaid methods used by your hire company or similar for toll payments. Time taken to get the Miami area can vary depending on traffic, but estimate at least four to five hours for the journey and you won't be far off to be honest. Now, there are many nice hotels both in Miami and on many of the islands heading down to Key West, but to get the best of, best of both roads, I normally stay in the Florida City at the Super 8. It's a low budget hotel at $50 per night B&B for a double room. But it is clean with amazing helpful staff. It's just a bed for a night after all. 
and it's in an area that is growing and developing each time I visit, so prices may well increase as time goes on. From that location, Miami is approximately one hour away in good traffic. And Key Largo is 40 minutes away, the first of many lovely keys you will visit on your keys trip. I have to note that Pilot House on Key Largo has to deserve a mention as their food is amazing. I know I have not gone into detail about Miami or the Keys in this clip, but they need a separate one covering each to really do them justice, to be honest. But I will cover them each in plenty of detail if you keep listening to Orlando Vacation Radio. I think that's a fair deal. Now, now sometimes the travelling actually puts people off. But if you've never done it, then try it as there is so much to see and do for very loudly down south, to be honest. Sometimes you spend more time to get to your departure airport in the UK to get to your flight. And many of you have travelled longer distances to get to one of the many group meets. Oh, I could just remind myself that there is a group meet. All are welcome on the 16th of May at the Hosen, South Queensferry, near Edinburgh, with good food on offer and will be brilliant company to share your holiday stories with. That's not all, peeps. There is even free entertainment provided by the admin. One of my uh, best friends, Frank Cullen, who happens to be an admin, also has accepted my dear to swim in the cold waters of the 4th estuary at the May 16th meet. He made me need a little encouragement. So, words of encouragement like, get in the water, you big Jesse, would be appreciated by all members at the meet. Root toot, I'm out. Thanks for listening, all. Oh, thanks, Jimbo. Great clip there. Uh, I don't know whether Frank knows that he's going for a swim in this cold water. But, yeah, I'm with James. Let's push him in. Okay, if you've lasted this long, you've done really, really well. We've got a little bit more of the programme to go, but what we've been on, an hour and ten minutes? It must be five o'clock. Getting paid by the hour and older by the minute. My boss just pushed me over the limit. I'd like to call him something. I think I'll just call it a day. Pour me something tall and strong. Make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's only half past twelve, but I don't care. It's five o'clock somewhere. 
lunch break is gonna take all afternoon and half the night. Tomorrow morning, I know they'll be held to pay. Hey, but that's all right. I ain't had a day off now in over a year. I'm Jamaican vacations, gonna start right here. Get the phones from me, you can tell them I just sailed away. And pour me something tall and strong, make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's only half past twelve, but I don't care. It's five o'clock somewhere. Funny you should ask, Al. I'd say, oh, there's something tall and strong. Make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's only half past twelve, but I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's five o'clock somewhere. It's always on five in Margaritaville. Come to think of it. Yeah, I heard that. You've been there, haven't you? Yes, sir. I've seen your boat there. I've been to Margaritaville a few times. All right, well, that's good. Just come all the way back. Okay. We just want to make sure you can keep it between the navigational beacons. Between <laughs> the buoys, I got it. All right. Well, it's five o'clock. Let's go somewhere. I'm ready. Crank it up. Let's get out of here. I'm gone. Yes, our favourite track by Alan Jackson and Jimmy Buffett. It's five o'clock somewhere. I do hope you were able to get a little tipple. <sighs> I wasn't. <laughs> right, last week we had the Watsons telling us all about the positives of Animal Kingdom. Uh, continuing the series, of course, this week it's got to be the not-so-positive or the negatives of Animal Kingdom. Take it away, Watsons. Hi everyone, you've got Kath and Becky and Bob and welcome to the Orlando Info Zone pod and we are here talking about the Animal Kingdom Park and things we like and things we're not so keen on. So let's have a chat about the things that we are not so keen on. Want me to kick off? Yeah. Because it's on. hotter than any of the parks. They turn the heating up in there. They turn <laughs> the sun that. up and it just is so hot, especially August humidity and heat is bad enough, let alone going in there. I think it's because they don't have enough AC going around because in all the other parks you have proper concrete buildings with AC circulation whereas in Animal Kingdom you just got fans. That's what I think it is and it's a lot more outdoorsy. And and one of mine links in with that that because you don't have the good shelter and 
it's almost the opposite of what the others have, have moaned about. Because you don't have the good shelter. When it rains, there is nowhere to shelter. Uh, you do get very wet when it rains in that one. You can't just duck into the nearest place very often. Um, there are a few shops you can duck into, but so often you just get caught and soaked. Yeah, you need your poncho or your umbrella on those days. But it, it, it's the theme in it is, mm. isn't it? It's meant to be a park that's set in Africa, Asia, and where it's hot and the theme in just contributes to the fact that it's hot. And sometimes when you, even when you find a place that's got a little, little bit of shelter, it's got kind of bamboo roof and you still get wet through it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Who wants to go next? Um, I've got that it's very easy to get lost. And my reasoning for that is because of the theming, again, it's a jungle <laughs> for most of it. And it's really hard to pick out landmarks to go, oh, we'll all meet you by the tree. <laughs> where, where, where are you stood now? Well, I'm by some trees. <laughs> and I can see it, a river. <laughs> and, and there's some trees near here. Yeah, apart from Everest... That's the one sight line kind of thing that you can sort of see how far and how close you are from. But apart from that, you don't know where you are, really, do you? <laughs> if you don't know the park well, especially, I'd say. So I think it's very easy to get lost. Or if you mean. <laughs> gets lost very easily. But also we were saying the river. We mentioned the river and it's been one of my annoyances from the day that Animal Kingdom, that we first gone there, is... It feels as though there ought to be some boat rides you can do on that river. And there aren't. And it just continually winds me up. Because you've got landings, you've got boat landings built there that you could, they could put boat rides on, they could put anything on there. And it, they just don't seem to use that bit of the park. And it's, it just feels a bit of a shame. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to say, well, we're on river. Here we go. <laughs> the nighttime show. I got two river gripes. So the first one is the nighttime show, River of Light. I agree with that one. It is the worst of the Disney nighttime shows. Sorry, I know some people like it, but nah. Where's the Disney in it? <laughs> that's my that's my big problem, is it is not Disney. And there are so many Disney animals that you could incorporate. And it's not about the Disney. No. And it first time we watched it listening to the music and watching what they're trying to do it felt like they'd gone to SeaWorld and watched the One Ocean show and gone oh let's do something a bit like that but at night with some lights and it wasn't as good as SeaWorld either no. so big <coughs> from us on that one and it has apparently had a revamp this spring and we have got it booked to actually go and watch it again this year but so, we'll see. and I understand why they can't have fireworks with the animals in mm. the savannah mm -hmm. but yeah it's completely lacking anything any wow factor for me and I feel like you get bitten to death because <laughs> <laughs> you're sat by a river with all the mosquitoes and yeah and stuff so mm, okay well while we're on rivers then so <laughs> people can Guess where this one's going? Yeah, we're in Pandora, and as much as I love Pandora, the Navi River Journey. Oh, they ran out of budget big the, time. <laughs> the Naf River Journey. Yes. Spent it all on that massive animatronic at the end. Yes. They can't even sing in tune. <laughs> yes. It's too short, too long a queue. The coracles are not disabled friendly. 
and you'd think building a brand new ride from scratch they would have had that sorted and the actual ride itself is just culminating with the end animatronic which is fantastic mm. but there's nothing else going on in the meantime yeah that's my problem is nothing happens and it just feels like it's a small world but in space <laughs> i i would say the times i've done it i have done it after having watched the film not that long beforehand and it does reflect the film quite well mm. if you are familiar with the film and have it in your mind but yeah it doesn't need that familiarity on other rides for you to enjoy them um this one is just and a bit the fun. pandora film is is a pg or is it older than that maybe so i would my get i might what i'm getting that is maybe young children won't mm. have seen the film pandora and this ride is aimed at young children it's, so yeah it's not going to engage them even if they do see it because no. it's, it's about soldiers fighting in space yeah <laughs> pretty much so yeah. yeah, it's it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? It is a bit of a weird one, and yeah, they should have made it again more, maybe mm. more Disney, but definitely mm. other things happening. I feel like if it was the same theme, but maybe like with again, I'm I know I'm keep going on about Disney characters, but did Disney characters? So maybe like we had Pocahontas giving us a tour of Native America or something like that. That'd be a lot more enjoyable. I know it wouldn't. I know it wouldn't be in Pandora then. It wouldn't but, be in Pandora then. But, yeah. And they needed a family ride because not everybody can ride Flight of Passage. No. So they needed a family ride to get people in there. But um, it's, it's, they shouldn't have blown the budget on the animatronic at the end. It's not fun. Maybe they could have put some drops in and made a little bit of fun in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. They should have done something with it. But, yeah, it's not working for me at the minute. Okay, so... One of mine is that there are not many restaurants that we can do, I'd say. There's a few, like I'd love to try Yak and Yeti, and I know Pandora has a ride that I've, um, a restaurant that lots of people have praised, but there's not a lot that can suit everyone, I'd say. Yeah, the, the restaurants that are there seem, there's, there's a lot of them that are specialist enough to preclude fussy eaters and there is a real shortage of just easy to eat and do restaurants that will suit a wide range of people just to turn up at one place yeah and that that's restaurants and that's the fast food places as well mm. you just don't have as much eating options that are going to suit a wide range of people as you, you do in the other parks okay um i'm Food option was one of mine, but I'm also going to move on to a particular attraction, being as we've uh, ripped Navi River Journey to thread uh, to shreds. I actually don't like Tough to Be a Bug. I've we've done it a few times. I just don't don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but I I wouldn't mind if it wasn't there. And they they at one of the things that no, annoys me about it slightly is that you have to really do Tough to Be a Bug. To actually enjoy looking at all the carvings on the Tree of Life. Yeah. And I'd be happy if Tough to Be a Bug wasn't there. And instead, there was some kind of walk through to see the things of the Tree of Life with maybe something giving you guides to what, what's on there. I could do that quite happily without the Tough to Be a Bug ride there. Or they could even have down in where the waiting area for Tough to Be a Bug, where they have all the like uh, musical 
bug pun posters. Yeah. Instead of that, they could have the little stalls that you used to have on the way into Camp Mini Mickey with the rangers, and they'd have like different boxes, and mm-hmm. you could like feel different horns, wasn't it, of animals and stuff like that. If they had something like that down there, that would be lovely. It gets cramped down there though, Emma, on a busy day. Mm-hmm. It does get cramped. In. I quite like it, so you're on your own on that <laughs> one. I'm going to say things. Um, the one place I don't particularly like is Dino Land. I, it doesn't feel Disney. The rides are a bit naff. they got side shows. Let's take your money. It's out in the elements, so it's either baking hot or if it's raining, there's no shelter. It just seems not to be part of Animal Kingdom. It's yeah, the Chester and Hester bit just seems odd it's an odd thing for disney to suddenly have this such a strange oh pay your money and you can shoot water into a thing and inflate a balloon to win a prize it just just doesn't seem disney theme park it seems it seems uh seaside fairground mm. it's charlie would argue with you on that one because <laughs> he loves primeval i know world. he loves primeval world but um I, I understand why it's there because they need they need somewhere for the little kids to be able to to in like somewhere for them to enjoy if they're not able to do dinosaur and but people want boneyards there they can go to the boneyard yes yeah. that's, that's great and there's Nemo uh, <laughs> said with all the enthusiasm I could muster for that <laughs> show yeah but maybe more of a Disney twist that you know you've got the good dinosaur. Mm. Um, you've got the movie Dinosaur, but yeah. there's no theming of that there at all. So it yeah. just seems a bit odd. I've got nothing against Primeval mm. World, the ride itself, but mm. yeah, it just seems like they've just like plonked a, the a fairground at the end. The theming wise, it does look a bit like it came out of Universal. <gasps> <laughs> Shh, wash your mouth out. Let's just have metal poles and stands and things like that, and not actually bother with the theming. Yeah. Yeah. I'd even say it looks more like the kind of fairgrounds you get in the UK. Yeah, if I was yeah. yeah, and that's why that's why it stands out really, doesn't Barry it? Barry Island. <laughs> okay, and my last one is it's missing a parade since the Jammin' Jungle Jamboree went mm. some years ago, which was great fun. There's no parade during the day, which would be a lot of fun. Yeah, and it kind of could suit a parade i don't know whether there would be an issue with the animals and the noise of a parade i don't know about that they used to do the jamming jungle parade um and with the kind of circular kind of setup of it it, it would work but it never go. felt crowded for the parade because no. the, the side streets were uh, quite narrow you could only be one or two deep anyway so it always felt like a really cozy parade the music was always fantastic because it had an African kind of beat. Did you used to be able to like join in and bang drums and stuff, or am I? This was no, a I lot. I think you're right. Yeah. They used to stop at certain points and they'd invite the kids in to play some instruments and things like that. I seem to remember that. Mm. But yeah, we need it back. <laughs> I like a parade. Now the, the last thing on my list is, and I, I feel ashamed that I'm the one to raise this when I've got this this pair of. <laughs> Super shoppers here, but I, I don't think the shopping is very good in Animal Kingdom. I don't think there is a nice big feature shop that you can go and find lots of shopping in. There's lots of little bits around about here and there, but I, you you don't have the kind of mouse gear. You don't have the whole Main Street stuff all put together. It's it's just 
little bits here and there and I, I some of the stuff that they sell in those places is nice but I I don't have the kind of nice big central shop that I'd like there to be. Becky and I have fainted at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with you that there's not a big shop and that could be nice but I think what they do have in terms of shops there I quite like. I like the they're very bespoke. Yes. You can't get things anywhere else than yeah. you can get them there. They're very well themed. And if you if you see something in a particular shop in Animal Kingdom, you've got to buy it there and then because they don't necessarily have them mm. in the same shop no. outside the park or even in different shops within Animal Kingdom. Yeah. But I reckon they don't need one. I don't think they need a big shop because they make enough revenue at the stand outside Cali River Rapids because everyone comes off soaking wet and goes and buys new clothes from there. So <laughs> they make all their money on there. My last one then, and this is the lazy side of me coming out, but I feel like it just takes so long to get from A to B. <laughs> I feel like the walk from either your car or the tram or the front gates actually to anything that you want to do <laughs> yeah. is so long. Yeah, it's, it's a long walk to get from the turnstiles to uh, that central circular mm. bit because you've got to go all through the animal trails and past the animal trails, which is a, is a bit of a waste because not many people stop there. Mm. Um, and you can very easily bypass things and not actually notice things as you go through there. Mm. Again, I think I understand why, because they don't want all the animals to be right next to the cars and all that kind of thing. Like They want that kind of space and separation, but you do just bypass. And everything. it's that illusion of, as well of going into the park and getting yourself sorted, and then you climb up a little hill, mm. and at the top of the hill then you met with that tree yeah. and looking out over the... Mm. You, you do come over that little bridge, and then there's the tree of life, which does make for, for very nice photos of... It's not a massive gripe. It's just, I, I just feel like... I know, yeah. I know. But especially when the first thing in the morning, what you really want to do is get to the back of the park and get to Kilimanjaro Safari. That's a long walk from the gate to go, we could get there for the early morning safari. Mm -hmm. And making sure no one gets distracted on the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not easy with seven people. Squirrel! Oh, I'm talking of which, <laughs> you can meet them there. Yeah. Okay, any more? Are we done? That, that's the lot, I think. Okay, so that's our roundup from Kath and Bob. And those are the things that we would like Animal Kingdom to change or improve. And we'll speak to you soon. So it's bye from Kath. Bye from Becky. And bye from Bob. Oh, thank you, Kath, Becky and Bob. I am loving this series that you're running. The good side and the bad side of each park. And there will be another one next week. Right, we have reached the end of the show. Yes, it's been a marathon show this week, but I didn't want to miss anything out because it was just... Every clip has been so interesting and so much fun tonight. So, yeah, next week won't be as long as this week. Uh, I'm going to try and keep it back down to about an hour, but I just didn't want to miss anything out at all this week. And, yeah. Right, it's Valentine's Day tomorrow. I do hope you have a wonderful day, whatever you're doing, and that you get all mushy and romantic, and just just have a bit of fun spending time with your partner. I want to thank everybody who's joined me in the chat room tonight. It's been a good, bouncy chat room. Lots of fun, lots of laughs, and that's what it's all about. Uh, whether you're listening live or you're listening on demand, I want to thank you 
because without you listening it wouldn't be worth doing at all so until next thursday at 8 p.m please tell your friends to come and join us this is peter harper signing out and saying good night god bless take care all Orlando InfoPod, the podcast for all things Orlando. Do you love vacationing in the magical world of Orlando, Florida? Do you need information, news, laughter? Well, this is the podcast for you. We have news, views, and information that will help you have the best vacation ever. Available on eight platforms. Find us on Facebook for all the links.